The next one's crazy. This one's crazy. Can't wait. So. Is this a part one, part two? No, this is a single one. All so, right. Single one. And if when I start the story, if you know it, please don't say anything because they don't know the story. So, you know, that's how that is. All right, Jen, tell us your thing. Don't you do the thing? She oh, does do the thing. I do the thing. Um, so if you are not one of our patrons on Patreon, please consider doing so because you get a lot of great content. You get all of our episodes ad-free. Um, that's not just this one. That's all of them. You get access to us like no one else does on the Discord and on our Patreon page. So we have three tiers. We have our small taco, the taco nacho, and our taco supremo. Now, the taco supremo, that's our highest tier. That's $10 a month. You get all ad-free episodes. You get access to private streamed episodes that John and Nicole do during the week. Also, our second episodes that we record on Saturday, that is for Taco Supremos only. Again, that's $10 a month. You also get some some swag from us um, and you know any promotion that we're running, you get uh, access to that. Then we also have our Taco Nacho tier, which will get um, a couple of stickers sent from us and a nice card. Um, and then, oh, I thought, forgot, our Taco Supremos get a surprise shot. Um, which, you know, that's pretty cool because that's one of my favorite parts that we do. Um, and then also we have our small tacos, um, which you get a shout out on the episode. So if you have not considered um, donating to our Patreon and becoming a taco, uh, please consider it. We literally can't do this without your support. Um, we wouldn't do this without your support. We're here for you guys. And, um, you know, we just love hearing from you and communicating with you and making this content for you. So that's my plug. And without further ado, we can get to um, our surprise shot for Miss Amelia. Amelia! And this is a specific request, This is correct? a request. This okay. is a request. So, um, do you want to do your thing first or you want to do this first? Uh, we also will do some trivia today. So, I know there are quite a few folks on here who've already got points on the board. When you get to 10 points, you can redeem it for a prize right now. We are trying to give away some awesome swag t-shirts, uh, but we also have a couple of other things. If you already have a shirt and you don't want that, um, we've got some really great magazines. We've got some like autograph things. However, we do not have them posted on the website. So if you want something other than a t-shirt, just let us know when you get to the 10 points. Um, and if you would like to enter in your own trivia question into the chat, that is also totally cool. You can get a point if you stump everybody else. Mm. So I'll just pepper them into the chat throughout the episode. That's right. All right. This is for Amelia. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers, Amelia. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you, Amelia. Ooh, uh, that was really good. Yep, that was a yeah. green tea shot. Oh. That was delightful. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for picking nice ones. Unlike Lauren from the UK, who wants to keep having us take Vegemite shots. And so. whoever whoever <laughs> requested the Everclear shot, it was just a chaotic, oh, or, 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 um, a chaotic evil. my throat. We're going to 1990. Ooh, the year today. of your birth. Indeed. This is a 90s story. Cool, 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 cool. cool. a shot real quick? Yeah, yeah sure. All right, who's it for? Hey, how about we take a shot for Wolfie? Yeah, it's, it's her, her birthday. birthday. Coming up. Nice. Happy, Happy early birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Woo! Delish. <sighs> that does taste like green tea. Sweetened green tea. Yeah. But... You're definitely going to need that shot here in a second. Lovely. I'm starting this story December 24th, 1990. This is the wee hours, 1.18 a.m. A 911 call comes in. Now, I want to say this story is so effed up. You guys are going to hate me. I promise you. But we're going to do it anyway. 
Lovely. All right. So basically, he says he doesn't care what we think of him. He's going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. We hours, one eighteen a.m., 61 Dundonald Street, St. Catharines. A constable Weeks was the first to respond to this 911 call. Now, the 911 call is not public, but in a nutshell, it said, what? Do you want another? Oh, yeah. A 911 call comes in, one eighteen. Constable Weeks, he is a seasoned officer. He is the first to respond to the address. Now, the 911 call was very simple. It said, hey, my sister is on the floor and she is choking on her own vomit. Mm. All right. And her sister, the sister is 15 years old. She's in the basement, which is one of those basement bedrooms that some people make a bedroom. Yeah. Like a finished basement. Yeah. So she's in the basement and she's on the floor and she's throwing up and choking on it. So the 911 caller, so the 911 dispatcher walks the eldest sister through, turning her head, trying to clear out any obstructions. But Constable Weeks was actually in the area. So it took him only three minutes to get there. And he was real quick and efficient, went straight to the scene. Right when he gets in there, you also have EMTs and firefighters who were also responding to another call in the area. So they were right behind them. So this girl can be saved, this 15-year-old girl who, as you'll see, was drinking. And now she has choked on her own vomit and she is struggling to breathe. Isn't that how Jimi Hendrix died? I think so. I don't know. Uh I'm pretty sure. Cannot confirm nor deny. They'll confirm for us. This is a dire situation. It is a day before Christmas and a 15-year-old girl, this is her right here. I'll show you guys. Oh. That's her. She's bubbly. She is smart and she is the youngest sister. There's three here. Her name is Tammy Lynn. She's been drinking and now she's throwing up, vomiting and choking on it. And everyone is screaming and yelling because they don't know what to do. From the investigation report, Constable Weeks writes the following, quote, her skin was very, very gray and I noticed a mark on her face. At this same time, when the sirens are filling the home and the officers and the EMTs are now trying to resuscitate, or not resuscitate, trying to trying to save this 15-year-old girl, the mother, so this girl's name is Tammy Lynn, her mother, Dorothy, walks downstairs, surprised to see all these people Right. In her house. Who are these people? Yeah, why are these people here? She had no idea, or so she would say, that her own daughter is downstairs choking on her own vomit. Okay. Now, this was a party this night. The parents had their own little party, and the kids had their own little party, kind of drinking. And then the parents went to bed, and then the sisters stayed up, watched a movie, and then this happened. You said this is in the UK? No, I didn't say where it was, but this um, this is right across the border from Detroit. So this is in Canada in St. Catharines. Okay, St. Catharines. Okay, well, I wasn't sure because you said you said constable before and that ticked yeah. me off that it wasn't in America. That ticked you off? Tip, tip, tip. It ticks me off when I do stories not in America either. <laughs> no, tipped. <laughs> but what is the drinking age in Canada? Is it 21 or is it 18? Mm, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I, I feel like for a 15-year-old to be drinking... It, I feel like it may be harsh because the liquor from tonight's party came from across the border. So maybe it's harsher there. I'm not sure. Or maybe it might not be harsher, but the punishments may be stricter, for example. Right. I'm not, well, I'm saying, you know, for, it's not, it's never a good thing to supply alcohol to minors. It's not legal here. I don't think it's legal anywhere. I never said the parents did that. You didn't. You're right. You're putting words into my mouth. No, I'm just assuming. I'm making an assumption. You're correct. I'm sorry. Go on. So you think the mother's involved already? 
No, well, I'm just saying you said that the parents are having a party upstairs and the kids are having a party downstairs drinking. So, like, you don't think that the parents would know that there was liquor involved if they're having a party? He also didn't say that there was a party. Yes, did he you? did. I did. He did. You guys have got to pay attention. I when you said there attention. were a lot of people, I thought you meant that it was the police that had yes, arrived. Yes, a lot of people were downstairs, but they were having a party because it's Christmas Eve. The kids were drinking downstairs and the parents were drinking upstairs and the parents were going to bed. So the mom didn't know that Tammy was vomiting and choking on her vomit. All right, all right. No, you guys... You guys have to help me solve this, okay? I'm not going to really get into the names because they're going to be confusing. But we do know Tammy Lynn is the one who's choking. Tammy Lynn is now in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. So now being questioned by Constable Weeks is her two sisters. So I'll just say sister one and sister two. The eldest sister, her boyfriend is there. Okay. So I'll just say boyfriend. So you got three people, well, four people, the two sisters, the eldest sister's boyfriend, plus the mother, Dorothy, who didn't know what was going on all there. Okay. Okay. Got it. This is the story. Around 5 p.m., Tammy Lynn ate dinner. Okay. And that's going to be important. After around 8 p.m., she drank a glass and a half of champagne, two pina coladas, quote, sips and parts, end quote, of other drinks until about half an hour before she started having trouble breathing. Mm. So later, the toxicology, because Tammy Lynn did not make it, Tammy Lynn will be pronounced dead. During this interview, Constable on his cell phone gets a call that says, hey, Tammy Lynn's dead. Ooh. So it does ratchet it up a little bit. The toxicology report was done. The alcohol was one-sixth of the legal driving limit. Barely any traces at all. So let's go back. A glass and a half of champagne, two mm -hmm. pina coladas, sips and parts of other drinks. It doesn't seem like a sixth of the driving limit. So for us, that would be like a quarter of one beer, basically. Two beers is the driving limit. So a sixth of that, one-sixth, one out of six parts, you know? Yeah, a third of a beer. It's not a lie. No. All right. So this is what they say. She was on the couch watching a movie. The eldest sister and her boyfriend were on one couch in the basement. And on the other couch is where the sister slept. The mother had went upstairs to go to bed and the other sister had also went to bed. The, the middle sister, right? Got it. All right. So she is kind of a third will, if you Tammy. say that. Tammy. Mm -hmm. they, they were watching a horror movie and which is going to be important later because that movie is two and a half hours. Yet when the when the constable arrives at the scene, he sees that the movie wasn't even halfway played yet. Oh. So noticing stuff like that, if you're a detective, is really important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've been watching a movie since 11 p.m. It is now 1.30 and the movie isn't even halfway done. Yeah, a little weird, it's right? long ass movie. Yeah. An another thing. What is, movie was it? It was, I, I didn't know it. It was some horror movie. Was it Carrie? No, that one no, wasn't it, that long. No, it was. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. At one time we watched Carrie. It was really funny. It, well, it was fine until the very last scene. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. It was great. All right. Good times. So the boyfriend also during the interview, which they're all being interviewed together, which you don't want to do if you're a detective. You want to interview people separately. He volunteers the information that no drugs were involved. What? Okay. Thanks for that information. But I, I didn't ask that. Uh-huh. I didn't ask that. Now, Tammy Lynn does have a pretty noticeable, I would say, and I'll let you see it in a second. It's a pretty noticeable red mark on her face. Hmm. And a lot of the times when you freebase cocaine, so... So here's what you do. You take a little bit of cocaine, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Watching it's always oh they were they were doing no they were doing cocaine and they were putting it on yeah that's what they do yeah you can put it in your guns it gets dissolved faster no Uh, it makes you want to do that you don't do that to get high it makes your teeth tickle that's what cocaine does it's like oh does it yeah that's why you scroll them like that it makes your teeth tickle (laughs) I don't think I would like that oh that sounds terrible it's making me itchy just thinking Uh, about that me too (laughs) I wonder if you could boof cocaine oh I was actually. I don't know why I just thought I that. wonder if. I've not wondered that before, but thanks well, for putting I, that. I just wondered it right now. Well, there you go. I actually was thinking of a, an invention. So you know how it's so hot outside and people, we don't like to drink water. Let's be honest, water's boring. Could you boof water? Like, is there a device you can put, like a boofing device to put up your butt? Yeah, and it's just, called tampon. No, but I'm talking about a, a device made for boofing water, for hydration. But probably. Wouldn't just drinking water be easier? But who does that? How much water did you drink today? Like a cup of water. And it's 100 degrees outside. How many cups of water have you half a gallon had? to a gallon a day. I've already had one of these today. That's 32 ounces, right? So that is a quarter of a gallon. She's also had 48 ounces of coffee. I also had a Gatorade. What I'm saying... All right, you guys are getting me off his, track. His point is that not people. most people don't just drink water for pleasure. I get it. People often... You know, this is how we turn into idiocracy, the movie. Yes, everyone's drinking Brando. But it's got electrolytes. <laughs> All right. So this is a fishy situation at this point. And the officer knows that. And the EMTs also know that. Shrimp goes, it's called an IV. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's Someone true. said an enema. <laughs> or just shoving this big ass bottle up your butt. Oh. The boyfriend said there was no drugs involved, but he volunteered that like off the cuff. Okay. Thanks for that information. Yeah. Like, mm, I didn't ask you that. This is Tammy's boyfriend? No, no, no. Tammy is the, the, the young dead- victim. Correct. The older sister, her boyfriend. Got it. They're saying that it was her older sister and the boyfriend on the couch. And on the other couch was Tammy Lynn. And she fell asleep, according to them, during the movie. And then they woke up uh-huh. when, you know, they fell asleep too. Right. They, they woke up when they started hearing her gurgling. Oh. But that would mean if you fall asleep during a movie, it's not like the movie stops. It's not right. like Netflix. Are you still watching this? Like the movie should have kept going. Right. Okay. Until the tape ran out. Because exactly. they had tapes in the... Good you got VHS. Yeah, be yeah. kind, rewind. Did they rent from Blockbuster? They should have checked the log at Blockbuster. Did they have Blockbuster in Canada? I never rewound those fucking Probably. Things. You probably paid a fine then because you're supposed to rewind them so that the next person doesn't have to. I mean, it only takes about two minutes to rewind unless it's like the Titanic, which is a much longer tape. That's two tapes. Yeah. I also taped over them. Oh, One my time. God, you're evil. Oh my gosh. So I will never forget when I was, when I was younger, I will never forget there was a special Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie that was playing. She was going to like going somewhere. It was it was it was a special. Mm-hmm, See, Sabrina mm-hmm. was like my favorite show when I was growing I, up. I also loved that. I show. love that yes. show. It's also it's on um it's on one of the things. But mm. so you can rewatch as you as you please. But the point is that my dad taped over it with a <gasps> Patriots versus Miami Dolphins game, and I was so <laughs> mad that I like missed my show. Did they at least win? I don't remember. <laughs> I, it I was mean, before Tom Brady. I was going to so. say, if this was oh, in the 90s, did. this is before we had won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I was so upset. I was so upset Dang. because I was literally watching it. And then all of a sudden it was the Pats game. Which, like, today I would be like, whatever. You know, we don't have to worry about that because we don't tape yeah. over stuff. Well, there's no tapes. Right. Well, I, you know what? I think it would have been, like, as you progressed into the early 2000s if you deleted someone's TiVo recordings, you know? I never had TiVo growing 
That's pretty life-changing. Yeah. All right. Also, it's very important to know, and this will actually be the cause of death, Tammy Lynn had a mild case of asthma. And although she's not on medication, the assumption was she started coughing with asthma mm. when you're sleeping, which does happen. Yeah. And then she vomited and then she choked like on choked that. Choked on her vomit. Yeah. Oof, that's tough. Asthma sucks. I had exercise induced asthma. So while Constable Weeks was interviewing the boyfriend, the sister, her phone rang confirming that her little sister, Tammy Lynn, was dead. Mm. All right. All three parties here. Dorothy went back upstairs, but the two sisters that are still alive and the boyfriend friend, all three. They're on the floor. They're crying hysterically. Why? How did this happen? The boyfriend is on the couch rocking back and forth. He's got his arms wrapped around his knees. Oh, please. I already am not with it with this boyfriend. I think you'll find out he's a pretty stand-up dude. I don't know. He's Italian. Mm. Italian. Nano. You know what I have to say to that? (laughs) Sakakaccia. Buga de bippo. Buga de bippo. <laughs> Fangulo. That's actually an Italian word. Is it? Mm-hmm. Fangulo. Also, sagacaccia. Those are two Italian swear words I learned from an Italian friend. Ew. Impressive. Mm. Did he smell? Like, that was that was pretty... That was actually kind of racist, I think. Yeah, kind of. I actually love the smell of Italian food. Like, mm. Oh, garlic. I love Italian food. Yeah. If we mm. get Italian again today, though, I'm not getting Alfredo sauce. I have a story for after we record. Go on. Oh, no. Has it been ruined for you? No, not ruined. Just, I can't you do it. Break. All right, all right. All three parties, all three parties now are crying hysterically. They cannot get their composure. Constable Weeks is down there by himself interviewing them, trying to maintain order. The middle sister, Lori, oh no, I wasn't supposed to give names, but Lori, the middle sister was also, un- was, damn, these shots are kicking in now. We've only had two and I'm not disgusted yet. I the, mean, I'm upset, but I'm not disgusted. The middle sister took it the worst. She runs back upstairs during the interview. So, okay. During the police interview? Yeah. So Constable Weeks, he follows her. He goes back upstairs. He looks at the older sister and her boyfriend. Hey, just one minute. Let me go see if everything's okay. Upstairs, I'll be back. Less than five minutes. They didn't even know he left because they were crying their eyes out. This is where it gets a little odd. While Constable Weeks is checking on the sister upstairs, who was found crying on the floor, talking on a cell phone, he was gone for less than five minutes. He returned to see that Tammy Lynn's oldest sister was running the washing machine. You know, it's in the basement, so. Yeah. I feel okay, like that's you would an have... odd time to do some laundry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. Suspicious. All right. So, but the clo- the she was actually washing Tammy Lynn's clothes and the sheet that was over her, which devil's advocate here, it was filled with vomit. So it must have So stank. she undressed her and... No, like, for instance, she had like a little pajama overcoat on. You know, they cut all that off oh. when, when you're choking and stuff. Yeah. So it has vomit all over it and the bed sheet that was wrapped around her. So the oldest sister is running that stuff in the washing machine. Now, Constable was gone for less than five minutes. And okay, if this is a homicide, you're washing away potential evidence. So he does put a stop to it. He does stop the washing machine. All right. So can you read this? This is from the investigative report. It's the one that says from the investigative report. I just feel like if the sister, if they, if the boyfriend and the sister were there, even if they fell asleep and if, if I was choking, I feel like I might have been able to reach out to someone to be like, help me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Huh? What are you talking about? Well, t- they were sleeping. Yeah. That's their story. They yeah. were sleeping. But if, I I, if if you were the person choking, could you like not but, ask for help? But they were also, she was also on a separate couch. And she woke up. Would they not hear her? She, 
smoking? They did. That's how they woke up. Mm, so they didn't do anything? They did. They, they were doing CPR, like I said. Oh, the, the, okay. the operator was walking them through the CPR procedures. Got it. Or not CPR, but like clearing obstructions in the throat. So they fished their hand in her throat, which I guess is good for life-saving. But like, I guess in the, you have to be in the moment because when you're not in the moment, it's gross. Go on. Sorry. That was just a question. From the investigative report, the coroner, Dr. Joseph Rosalski, arrived at the St. Catherine's General Hospital at 2.37 a.m. As he entered the emergency department, he met one of the ambulance attendants who attempted to resuscitate Tammy. The attendant told Rosalski about a delay in calling the ambulance to the scene and said he thought there was something fishy about the case and the length of time it took to call for help. Here's another odd thing. From what she just read, it took about 15 minutes of them doing CPR to call 911. That's weird. That is weird. If you are CPR trained, you know the first thing that you do is you assign someone to call 911, you assign someone to go get an AED, and you do the CPR compressions, which is 60 beats per minute. You can also use staying alive as a tool. 60 beats per minute? I don't think so. No, that's correct. 60 beats yeah. per minute? That's one every second. Yeah. Bum, 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 I, I don't bum. think I don't think that's I'm correct. CPR certified. It's correct. Look it up. Someone confirm. I'm not CPR certified. Wouldn't know. I don't even think you do the mouth thing anymore. You you can. You have a. You should have a mask. It's it's um. You do a minute of CPR and then you hold the nose back and you breathe in and then and then you do two breaths and then you do CPR again. There's a couple of things strange here. Okay, the timing. They waited 15 minutes. Whatever the videotape. Whatever you know. It's also strange that they moved the body to the bedroom. The reason that the mother, Dorothy, didn't know what was going on is because her daughter choking on her vomit wasn't down there watching the movie. She was moved into a separate bedroom. Why would they do that? That's so weird. It's like they didn't want the mother to know that her daughter was dying. Maybe they could figure it out type of thing. Mm. So probably the most probably the most weirdest thing about this case is Tammy Lynn had a, quote, huge, bright raspberry colored burn that extended from the left side of her mouth all the way down to her chin onto the neck for which no one had a plausible explanation. The This mark, if you can even notice it, and I'll show it to you in a second, they did notice it. And I, I want to know if other people can, but the eldest sister did serve up four excuses for this mark, which I'll show you in a second. Number one, acne. That's acne scars. Number two, allergic reaction to her makeup. Yeah, it happens. Number three, excessive mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Not from your, no. Number four, the paramedics in the first time in history, the paramedics dragged her across the carpet face down. They must have trained at University of Phoenix. <laughs> You're not going to be able to make that joke anymore after you get your tattoo removed. I want you guys Covered. to... That's what I meant. Covered. All right. I, I'm looking at the photo now. I'm about to show you. Acne. Personally, I don't see it. You got to kind of real, really look at the photo. Reaction to makeup, maybe. All right, let's I don't see know. It. Let's it, see it. I'm going to zoom in because it's kind of hard to see. Is this the part where I get disgusted? No. Oh. But this is the the raspberry burn. So tell me, is this acne or, or you know, what, what am I looking at here? Oh my God. That's like acid. That has nothing to do with acne or rug burn. Yeah, that's... that's uh, that is also, that is acid. That would have to be a very severe allergic reaction. 
reaction. It's also not just like it's on her lips too. Yeah. It's um, like she was poisoned by something. Poor girl. Or burned? Yeah. Raspberry oh, so, beret. Wait. The kind that you buy very at the secondhand store. What about excessive mouth-to-mouth resuscitation? No. Ah. No, because there's hardly anything on her mouth. No. No, no, no acne there? That's not no. acne. Are you that sure? Not, I'm quite sure. What about an allergic reaction to makeup? I don't no. think so. You think the paramedics dragged her face down? No, that's like, <laughs> that's a chemical burn. No. That's a, like, part of her skin is peeled off. That's a chemical burn. It's actually a second degree burn. You can have a second degree burn. That's a chemical burn. But most people think of that as a heat burn. Mm. How do you think they know that that wasn't a heat burn? Because it wasn't hot. It was in the basement. No, no, no. Like a fire burn. Because there was no no smoke, no fire damage. By looking at her face. I don't expect you guys to know this. I didn't know this. But it's interesting to know. They know it's not a heat burn because around the, the area that's it's, all red. It would would have like blistered. Yeah. If you go like this on your face, even women, y'all have tiny micro hairs. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it was a heat burn, those things would be burned off. Right. Okay. Oh, that's a good point. So it's not a heat burn. Mm. It's got to be some kind of acid. acid or allergic reaction or acne or something. That's not, right? that's a chemical burn. From the investigative report, in photographs of Tammy Lynn's body, the burn leaps out very strikingly as a livid and dramatically prominent mark covering the good part of the left side of her face. Was it there before tonight? No, it was. So this is new. Yeah. So someone just dropped acid on her face or some other chemical. Or a chemical, yeah. Like bleach. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Ammonia. All right, so here's one, the first explanation here, which is pretty good. Tell me what you guys think of this. Could it be that when she was vomiting, when you vomit, you vomit up your gastrointestinal acid. So you vomit that up and it burns your face. It's acid. Stomach acid burns, right? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. If she was laying in it. Would that really do that to your face though? Yeah. acid in your stomach? It's acid. Yeah, acid is is acidic. Uh, Okay, I will say that none of the the pathologists are doctors who looked at this case because this was kind of an interesting one, agreed that that was it. From the investigative report, Constable Wallace recalls that Dr. Roslowski thought that sexual activity and drugs may have been involved and that the death was suspicious. Rozowski recalls that he asked Mitchell whether it was, quote, possible that there was anything sexual going on here and that Mitchell said he didn't think so. Hmm. So why would they think that sexual activity was involved? So there was no rape kit performed. Tammy Lynn wasn't wearing any panties. Her pants were pulled up. She wore no belt, no underwear, and no bra, but she did have a loose sanitary napkin kind of stuffed in between her legs that they found. Kind okay. Of Why? The, the official cause of death was accidental. Asphyxia caused by aspiration of vomitus starting from an asthma attack. Okay. A Dr. Hilston Smith, her opinion is pretty interesting. She was asked from the pathologist, Dr. John Groves, about this because he's never seen this and she's the chief provincial forensic pathologist. He asked her about this red mark and she said, quote, this is an in- indeed an interesting case. I do agree with you that the appearance and distribution of the facial lesions presents a chemical burn. The absence of corrosive lesions in the mouth, pharynx and larynx could indicate to me that the skin burns are of a topical nature and not 
not result and not the result of splashing. Oh, what she's saying is they were trying to maybe wipe her mouth off of the vomit, and they used a rag from <gasps> the dryer, maybe or the that the, the shelf on it. that may have bleach on it. That's what uh, she's uh, saying. Yeah, topical. But no splashing would mean that she didn't just like it was. Hmm. All right, I could stop it there, but that's not that's not what happened at all. So what did happen? Constable Weeks kind of treated it like a homicide, but then again, kind of didn't. Hmm. There was one very concerning thing that he took a picture of, but he didn't actually explore the contents. There was a videotape on a nightstand and he actually was so concerned about it. For some reason, he did take a picture of it. We see the picture right here. There's a... a under cash. Under some cash. There's a, a, a videotape. So we know that he had some concern about this. However, he didn't actually watch the tape. If he would have watched the tape, and this tape is not public, that truth, the night, the entire night, would have been played out in front of him. The boyfriend would have been arrested and two other lives would have been saved. Hmm. Now, we're going to get into what actually happened, which is fucking terrible. But I promised you guys that I would make Jen cringe and plus I want another shot. So glad to be the without further ado, if you guys have been watching my shorts, you know I have been interested in Barbie. Oh. So tonight we're doing the Carla Homoka story. Oh okay. The Ken and Barbie killers. So that's what we're doing. And we're going to go play by play of how she raped her own sister. And there it is. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what I was looking for. The facial expression. <laughs> so it, I, we've done Carla Homoka. We have done the Ken yes. and Barbie story. Very was early on. Four. Was it four? I think so. Paul, so her boyfriend, Paul Bernardo, and she is known as Barbie. Right. She always dreamed of a Cinderella type wedding and man coming in. Now, this book hmm. is her diary and it kind of portrays how she was abused by Paul Bernardo, the complete psychopath who brought her into raping everyone, including her own sister. Mm. But I know you can make up your own mind. But we are doing this story, particularly the one where she kills or rapes and kills her own sister, mm. Tammy Lynn being her sister. So it's fucking terrible. And basically, I'm going to go over the tape transcript word by word. And it's just like watching the tape because it's word by word. And it's fucking is, horrid. Is the tape <laughs> them doing the acts? I kind of can't remember. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is them. It's like a sex tape. It's a sex tape. It's they, a rape tape. It's a rape tape. The sister was poisoned and passed out. Didn't they use chloroform on her? So. Can't remember. I think they did. I, I do remember the abuse of the sister. Mm -hmm, but we, ne we never went into that. We we mentioned it, but we didn't go into that. What do you guys think? Do you guys want to do this? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what better time to do it than with the Barbie movie coming out? And I have been it. doing some uh, Barbie type shorts on my Johnny Lama channel. Hmm. Um, you have to send them so I can post them to the talk murder TikTok. Oh, yeah. Um, also, so Barbie came out yesterday and so did Oppenheimer. And I really want to see both of them. Robert Downey Jr. said that Oppenheimer was the best movie he's ever been in. Yeah, he says that about every movie that's coming out. But Christopher Nolan directed it. Okay. He also directed Interstellar. So it's better than that. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be. Interstellar was a great movie. Well, I guess we're doing a shot. So, uh... 
Natasha says, come on, Barbie, let's go murder. That was the name of the episode, Yeah, that's I what think. I thought, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go back through what really happened. We know what really happened because there's a fucking videotape of the entire night. I don't want to see that. Is that a, like, have you found that video? He said it's not public. Oh. So the, vid- the video... No, but that John's, doesn't mean he hasn't John's seen it. John's found a lot of things no. that have not been made public. So, Mr. Hands. I have the video... <laughs> I have I have the video of the night, but the, the actual rape video is not public. Paul Bernardo is fascinated with a video camera and I guess it was the 90s. So he was filming a lot. So, but you know, that stuff, filming the parents or whatever. But I'm going to go through this because I don't want you guys to because it's pretty bad. Mm. The actual transcript. I'm starting back at the same house a few hours earlier. It's a Sunday. The parents pool party, but they were running out of booze. So the the weekend son, that's what they called him because they loved him. Paul Bernardo is a very attractive guy. He's Italian. He's blonde. He's rich. Drives a nice car. He was 26 years old when he met 17-year-old Carla Homolka. Oh. And Carla, that whole year, or a few years before leading up to when they met, she was the the head of her clique, her and her friends in high school, called the Exclusive Diamond Club. And she was dreaming of a Cinderella-esque marriage where a guy that she's going to meet is going to sweep her off her feet, a rich guy, a hot rich guy. So it was a dream come true for her. And her friends were very jealous. The royal wedding. Do you think they're all like hopped up on, you know, Princess Diana and the whole? Well, that was Prince. in the late '80s, wasn't it? There, so that would make sense if this was no Princess 90s. Diana was '90s because this happened. Well, she died in the '90s. Yeah, so I'm thinking when oh, was when yeah. did they get married? It would have been the '80s. Yeah. So I think uh, that probably a lot of people were like super fascinated by it. So I'm sure they were. That was part of the inspiration. The parents, but he was 26 when she was 17. And that's a big age difference. And the parents were okay with it. They liked him. Mm. The weekend boyfriend. Things must be different up in Canada, eh? Paul Bernardo, the weekend son, offers to go replenish the supply of alcohol for the parents. Tammy Lynn jumped at the opportunity. Now, she's 15 years old at the time. The youngest sister, the bride, had jumped at the opportunity for a ride along, just her and Paul. And Carla, the boyfriend of Paul, the girlfriend of Paul Bernardo, was not only outraged, but now humiliated that hours have passed and her youngest sister is in the car driving to get booze, which only should have took 30 minutes, with her boyfriend even after her boyfriend had constantly been badging her to let him have sex with her younger sister. No. No. Oh, so this was the time you... Is there any more in this little... There is. So this was always on Paul's mind because Carla, he loves Carla. Carla is a great person. She's very attractive, but there's a problem when they met. Paul Bernardo is upset because Carla, when they met, she wasn't a virgin. So... Shame. How shameful. So... That's so terrible of her. That's so terrible. So to make things right, she has to offer him up a virgin. And who's the best one to do that? Her 15-year-old sister. Wrong. That's really flawed logic. Not really sure how we're getting there. Well, this story goes downhill like... Real fast. The, the next sentence is going to make the story go... go oh, down. great. We just poured ourselves another <laughs> drink. I mean, at least this is not... A, this is not a shot of straight alcohol. This does contain non-alcoholic components. Correct. So, if you we're re- not going to slur our words. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah. I'm already on beer number three. If you really love me, you would let me do it to Tammy. 
hold on. Public service announcement. If your boyfriend ever says that to you about your younger sibling or older sibling or anyone else, then you need to leave him or your girlfriend. Okay. You need to leave her. I don't care what the circumstances are. You need to leave that situation because it is not, that is not love. That is manipulation. Okay. So here's the thing. This is coming from someone who's never been in a serious relationship, but still, if well, I can t- tell that's not love, then you should be able to tell it's not love. Here's the, the real problem with that flawed logic. The Bernardo family is rich. His house is three times as big as the Homokas. The Homokas are, dare I say, white trash. Oh, no. So when a prince comes along in his shiny new Beamer, who has a college degree, who has dreams and aspirations of being Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. He's an investment type of guy. He is going to... His hair slicked back, wearing a pinstripe double-breasted suit. So what if he's got a little sexual thing for your younger sister? Your whatever. 15-year-old sister. Yeah. You know what? So what? All those Wall Street types have some weird obsession with that. No, well, then they have, I don't think so. They need to go to therapy. I don't think that's the case. Sex therapy. Yeah, any kind of therapy. (laughs) I guess that is. They should see someone for that. Mm -hmm. So Carla agrees because she's still in high school and she is the leader of her clique, the exclusive Diamond Club. And they all look up to her. Because she's dating an almost 30-year-old man. They find it a little weird that, you know, he abuses her and and degrades her and stuff like this. But still, she she hit the home run. This guy is rich, right? I mean, she also agreed because to her, it was better to have him rape her 15-year-old sister because he... Better than what? Because she already knew because he has been pulled in for questioning before for being the Scarborough rapist and the composite sketch looks exactly like him. So he was the a rapist before this. Correct. And he, you know, he was known, but he they didn't... Progressed. But they didn't know it was him. Right. However, she knows that the police are looking into this guy already for all these rapes. So she knows also that he is out having sex and she has... No, 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 better to keep it in the family, basically. If you want to rape someone, rape my sister. She's a virgin. I'm not going to get any diseases. No. Because she's never had sex with anyone. Well, no. (laughs) And... There we have it. Dude, this story is not even like... I don't care. It upset me. Paul Bernardo was always at the home, the Homoka home, and the family loved him. But he did have a uh, sexual deviancy addiction. You think? He would actually make videos of Tammy. He had this uh, video camera. He was obsessed with the video camera, if I remember correctly. And he actually would hide it when little Tammy Lynn was undressing at night. Oh, no. And when Tammy Lynn actually went away for the summer, she went to a camp of some sort and it was just Carla and Paul. He would have sex with Carla on Tammy Lynn's waterbed and once he was so excited and all this is on video, by the way, one time he got so excited because he opened the drawer and, oh my God, Tammy Lynn has a dildo, which he happily forced inside Carla, her older sister. 
You know, I don't even think, I can guarantee you that I did not know what a dildo was when I was 15 years old. Mm-mm. I mean, I, mean, I also I, went to Catholic school, but like, but still, I still yeah, didn't. Yeah, you use rollers instead. Ooh, that would tear some things. Some th- sometimes you just shouldn't talk. Yeah. And then the priest comes in. Wait, where's all the boys? Oh, this is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. She knew it was getting worse. And if she wants to get married, which they're going to get married in six months, if she wants that beautiful Cinderella marriage, like he's been promising her, she's going to have to deliver some things. She knows that she's going to have to give him her sister, her 15-year-old sister. So a few times they went and got some Valium tablets from uh, the Homoko's mother. She didn't know. And they would sprinkle them in Tammy's drinks. One time they did this, she passed out and Paul Bernardo wanted to masturbate beside Tammy, Tammy Lynn, as she passed out. And then he finally ejaculated on the pillow beside her head. He then tried to have sex with her. Now she's passed out at this point and her older sister is filming this, but he couldn't risk waking her up. So the older sister gave him a blowjob instead right over her younger sister's head. So it's getting a little worse here. You think? Seems to be getting worse as I'm scrolling down. This guy needs to be like in jail. This guy needs to be castrated. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. That's just this, like he needs therapy. He needs help. Like he needs to be behind bars, never to see daylight again. Mm-hmm. But this is Canada. I can't remember what his sentencing. No, he he's never getting out. He is okay. in prison. Yeah, yeah. He ain't. I mean, he's a national figure. Like everyone knows him in Canada. Right. But for the wrong reasons. Yeah. He's like a Jeffrey Dahmer like, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. Ted Bundy here. Like yeah. you can't let someone like that out. But no. you can let the the mister or the, the girlfriend out. Right. Because she was just a complicit part of it. Like she only participated because he was forcing her. Is that why she's out? She did six years and she was a willing participant in these activities. No, all right. The, all right, I'm, all right I'll, she be was, I'll be quiet. She was basically a sex slave from what she would want you to think. No one thinks that. All right, back to the pool party. It is past midnight. The parents have gone to bed and Carla knew that this was going to be a night where the husband, the future husband, Paul Bernardo, wanted, needed to get inside the younger sister. She was now drunk, having guzzled an entire bottle of wine. Oh, that's not what I thought you said she was going to guzzle, but I'm glad that's what you said. Is that a title idea? Barbie guzzles? Ooh, good no. Lord. Mm, nope, nope, no. Quote, it was, and th- this is from, um, forgot the book name. It's the same guy that wrote this book. He wrote another one called like something that I read. Innocence? or I don't fucking know. Anyway, he wrote another book. I should know what it is, but I don't have it with me. It's on my Kindle. Anyway, so this is from that. It was certainly not supposed to happen this way. It was humiliating and embarrassing for Corla. It was very important that she regain control of the situation. Now she had two big things to plan for. Her wedding and her sister's rape. She knew she could not get married to Paul unless she let him in enter her sister, her virgin sister. I'm sorry. And, and they've tried that they've tried this multiple times with the volume, but it's not working. At one point, the sister even joked about it, including the night when all the parents are down there and everyone's drinking and having fun. The whole pool party's there. She got drunk, the sister Tammy Lynn, and at one point said, They're trying to poison me when they brought her a daiquiri. 
She knows that she's getting poisoned or they're trying to. She knows that Paul Bernardo is a weird guy who gets caught staring at her and stuff. Like she knows this to some extent. I don't care how rich you are. And if I I don't care if if I was in this situation, he'd have to go. Like, I don't care how rich you are, what you could offer me. If you're saying that I'm not going to marry you unless you let me rape your sister. Bye. Bye. Like, like what is wrong? with people like what the fuck is wrong with people like she thinks that it's gonna get her status and money and it's gonna help her family and maybe she felt like she had to do it because she was so poor uh, no no i no. mean it happens stockholm syndrome happens over time you know yeah but it's it's creepy first of all you're dating a man that's nearly half your that twice your age nearly what? half twice your age 17 to 26 just what no no no. she's going with a 15 year old 15 to 26 oh. is almost half correct thank you you're welcome it, it, twice your age. All right. So like, he's a creep. Well, oh, so he's this a is creep. A, he's also a rapist. Yeah, but yeah. He's, he's hot and yeah. he's rich. I don't um, care. I don't care. Like you're not even factoring in that. Uh, I am. I, I yeah. I think like you have like most people have this thing called the gut feeling that's like mm, this is not right. Well, that's not what Stockholm syndrome is. If you if you believe Carla and you think she should be free, but then, she, okay, I don't but think but she should be think free. About, think about this. Think about this. Okay. Then, hold on. Then, no, no, no. I'm clapping. That means it's important. She's 17. She's in high school. This man is almost 30 years old. Who, dude, I, he's who preying on her. I care. She's he is preying on her. Young, impressionable. Young, impressionable. He is trying to. He he's, he's trying also to, young and he's, impressionable. No, he's almost 30 years old. He's 26. This man, yeah, almost 30. He is grooming her, and he wants to rape her sister, and he's bringing her into this, which okay, normally so, is not okay. No, not normally. It's just not okay in general. Like what? What the fuck is wrong with this man? And you make her think that it's okay and you're going to bring her into it and be like, oh yeah, let's fuck your sister. Let's rape your sister. Let's kill your sister. No, they didn't want to kill her. Well, they did. That was an accident. Oh, well... All right, real quick on Stockholm Syndrome. Maybe you'll believe, Carla, that she had no choice, but in a diary entry dated- This is not a Beauty and the Beast thing. No, it's a Cinderella thing. That's what we're going with. Well, he didn't bring a shoe to her and try to have her try it on, now did he? He forced her foot into it. Yeah, That's so not he what forced happened. her. No, so she's- it's not Cinderella. He forced her <laughs> foot into it, which is Drizella, which is one of the stepsisters and the other stepsister. All right, Jen, in Carla's diary entry dated a- April 12th, 1993, Paul, and I'm just going to read these they're all numbered but made me eat food i didn't like like snails forced me Gross. to drink forced me to drink alcohol made me stay up late Wait, snails or escargot because escargot is actually pretty good ew made me stay up late even when i had to work didn't allow me to seek medical care when made me a, stay up late when right, i had to work that's uh, like not that bad there's that's 50, when we're like okay let's just watch one more episode of tv there's yeah. 50 yeah. things on this list don't let me get through okay. it because this isn't even a part caviar? of the episode this isn't even a part of the episode dude yes listen didn't allow me to seek medical care even when when he hurt me, I had bruises from him. Strangled me with Red his flag. hands. Strangle, red flag. Strangled me with his hands. Threw knives at me. Held red me. flag. Jen. Okay. Every one of these are red flags, dude. I got fifty of these to go through. Fifty Just, red flags. Okay. Go ahead. Threw knives at me. Held a knife to my throat. Hit me with a piece of firewood. Hit me with his shoes. Hit me with a flashlight. Hit me with a screwdriver. Stabbed me with a screwdriver. Stabbed me in the back of the head with his keys, causing my scalp to bleed. Did the same with the screwdriver. Ripped handfuls of my hair out of my head. Punched me. Kicked me. Slapped me. Anally raped me. Pushed me into a board with a rusty nail in it, and it punctured my foot. Pushed me down the stairs, called me names like stupid, worthless, made me feel like I had no self-worth, told me I would have to have sex with anyone he said, told me when he had children, he would have sex with the girls. What? 
<laughs> That's some, uh, uh, was it, Rose West type of shit right there. All right. He would force me to find young girls and have relationships with them. He whipped me with a leather belt. He put me down repeatedly. He physically and emotionally abused my dog to get to me. He didn't allow me to see my friends. I was allowed very limited contact with my family. If I was bruised, I couldn't see them. He isolated me from everyone. I wasn't allowed to drive, which I do agree with that one. He always accused me of things I didn't do. He hit me for washing dishes with dish soap. I was only allowed to use water. I got hit for using cleaning products and smelling up the house with them. He was always suspicious of me. He threatened to kill me. If I ever left him, he would hunt me down and kill me. He told me to always watch my back, that he'd finally get me. He spit at me. He spit in my food. He dumped my dinner on the dining room table. He kicked me in the back and caused me to have blood in my urine. He punched my ear and pushed my earring right through the ear. If Paul and I were driving and I was wearing a jacket that would make a rustling noise, he would hit me every time the sound could be heard. So I took to wearing heavy sweaters to work instead of a winter coat. So there would be no noise. Therefore, I would get sick a lot. He hit me for holding my hand on a patch of James Dean on my jeans. He hit me for scratching one foot with the other. He hit me for making any metal against metal noise in the kitchen. For example, a spoon against a pot. He hit me for cooking with a crock pot all day while he was on a diet. He hit me whenever he picked me up from work for smelling like of disinfectant. She works at a, a veterinarian clinic. Even though there was no way I could help it, he hit me for flicking my toes. He hit me for scratching too much. He hit me for disciplining my dog. One time he was so outraged that he put my dog through a wall. <gasps> on another occasion, he repeatedly smashed my dog's head on the concrete basement floor until I told him to stop and that he would kill my dog if he continued. He, that, he, makes that makes That's me want to... That makes me want to... That makes me want to hug my dog real right quick. I know. Okay, well, any, any, if any iguana owners out there, you might want to pause, you might want to mute it for a second. He chopped off my iguana's head, <gasps> made me skin him, and then cooked him on the barbecue and made me try a piece. I don't like oh. that. He, he would hit me if he, caught, if he caught me using dish soap. He didn't think it was necessary except for the very dirty pots and pans. I was never allowed to wear perfume unless he was wearing cologne of his own. Boom. Can I just say... I don't think you can make that up. I, you know... Can I just say one thing? <laughs> if you got one thing out of that entire thing, that is like... That is like... You know how they have every single country of the world has their own flag at the Olympics? <gasps> that is an Olympics worth of red flags. That is... That is... Like, I just... I, I don't get I guess, the- okay, you can say Stockholm Syndrome, but at what point, at what point did she realize that this is not okay? Like she was getting abused for very, very minor things and she stayed with him because he was wealthy and no, attractive? she stayed with him because she has Stockholm Syndrome. That's what the thing is. I'm not saying she did or not. You're going to make your own decision. I just made my decision. No, she you- should have left a long time ago. Th- that's not how Stockholm Syndrome works, Jen. What, what, how did he give her Stockholm syndrome? What, what did he well, give to her to make her it's, better? It's, what things happen gradually. I'm not saying that any of that is okay. Well, it's not, but it is, it's hard to put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Maybe I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people would have left at first early signs. I All don't right. know. I, I'm not, but, but at the same time, like you're right. I think I'm not, I'm not absolving her of fault based on the abuse because I do think at the end of the day, she should have known better at some point. Like, it's, not like, it's not like she was held captive. No. You know, I think that's that's maybe the difference. Here. Yeah, she's not it's not like the last she, she is held captive. She said if you he said if you leave me, I will kill you. That that's pretty captive to me. I don't know. She, well she listen, seems like a captive audience. Well, she she probably knew that he was the Scarsboro rapist, right? No. She did know. So, did she? Yeah, actually okay. the, the night before this, he in a frantic mood knocks on her window, and this is also one of the nights they tried to rape. 
the sister, but he's explaining to her that the police are on to him and he he never confesses. He says it's the wrong guy. They they have me for the wrong guy. But I mean, when you know, you know who this guy is. You know he's with other women out there. You know what I'm saying? You see him mm-hmm. with scratches on his face and shit. I, if she, if she, uh, I just have to say, if she did not know and she was uh, of being a victim of this entire time, I feel, I feel sorry she that did she didn't know. know. But, but she did. And she, she had to have known that what he was doing is not okay. All right, Jen. Wait, all right. Do you want to see not okay? All right. Uh, ha- I mean, 75% of this, if not 100% of this is not back, okay. Back, back to the party. Carla decided it is the perfect time to give him a gift. And that gift is her sister. So together... Merry Christmas here. Have my sister at your own disposal. No. Sorry. Go on. I'm just upset. The Valium didn't work. So as I said, as I said, Carla worked at a veterinarian clinic. The Valium didn't work. So the next one that she tried was Halcyon, which is an anesthetic used to sedate dogs and cats. Halcyon is really easily to get available and which is, was on the rag, obviously, with that that is what burnt her face, the the halcyon, right? It's like a sedative. It's a sedative, but it's in gas format, I guess. Like chloroform. I, yeah, Chlor- yeah, yeah, there chloroform. you go. Chloroform there. This is about the same thing. It it causes a burn when it's just pressed on your skin. Though I, I don't know how it works. Anyway, it's Christmas time and he needs a Christmas present. On top of the halcyon, she picked up some halothane, an inhalant anesthetic used to put animals out for surgery. And that would be her job during this. Jen, put your hand down. There's probably something I'm going to answer eventually. No, I, I it's not. It's they they sedated animals, but before they put them to sleep for surgery. So it should be all right to do it to her sister. This is from the book I read. There were some risk without proper equipment. She would have to put the halothane on a cloth and hold it over Tammy's face. But she would make sure Tammy had plenty of air and check her breathing regularly. If you've ever got surgery, you know that you're not supposed to eat before you get surgery. The reason being is, is because if you vomit, you could choke, you could choke mm. which is what happened here. And that's why you don't eat. Right. Tammy did eat all the night uh, up until she fell asleep. Well, yeah, it was a party. You eat at parties. Can I, I just have one request. Like, I don't want that for Christmas if you guys were considering. You don't want us to let you rape her sister? No, I don't want the drugs for Christmas. We will not what get the, you drugs for why, Christmas, Jen. We never I don't, want, for, well, I don't want those drugs for Christmas. We will get you no drugs for Christmas. Thank you. All right. So she got, they were crushing up these halcyon pills and everything else. And after that, she went back to writing her friend about their her dream marriage coming up in six months and they would even get a quote cute little puppy all right so the pool party they don't deserve a puppy yeah, after what they've all done abusing and an, they do not dog. deserve a puppy yeah. with paul bernardo's new sony video camera he was excited to get the rape on tape the, the whole family was drinking tammy was drinking a special daiquiri and once she blurted out these guys are trying to po- poison me but no one heard it and she came back down fell asleep on the couch. Carla, because it's one thing to admit it, but this is all on tape. So Carla pokes Tammy to make sure she was asleep. Tammy being her 15-year-old sister. And then got the halothane and Paul got the video camera. She poured halothane on the cloth and started holding her nose. Now I'm going to read this. This is from the investigative report, but quote, Paul pulled down her 
green track pants and Carla pushed her shirt up. Paul started videotaping his fingers, lubricating her vagina and then put his penis in her. The camera was zoomed in on his penis going in and out of Tammy's vagina. Carla told him to hurry up and Paul told her to shut up. Tammy's right hand was casually relaxed across her belly. Remember the hand. Her right hand is casually just on her belly like you would falling asleep. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because on the tape, they can see where she finally goes to die is when her hand kind of slops down off her stomach. It's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, here's here's the transcript of the tape. I'm going to read it quote from quote. Uh, I already feel like, I thought you were giving us the transcript already when you were talking about his pumping. No, that's that was uh, nothing, dude. This is like what they said. You well, read I'm it? just glad that they didn't have like Pornhub at that time. No, I don't. I don't even really want to hear it, but they're going to read it anyway. So they're not trying to wake the family up. Paul's trying to rape this girl. Quiet, Carla says. Carla was holding the halothane soaked cloth, o- cloth over her sister's mouth and nose. Periodically, she poured more halothane on the cloth and checked Tammy's breathing. Paul says, Will you blow me? And then Carly says, yes. And then Paul says, suck on her breast. This is terrible. I'm, I like want to leave the room. Just, but just, I'm listening. just let him I'm keep go- going. Just, go. just, just, just go. let him go. I'm, I'm, go. I'm trying to stay strong for the audience. This is so most all true crime podcasts that do this besides me don't actually go into this. Just read it. And we're just going right. to power through and listen. I just want to remind the audience that this just is her keep- sister. Go yep. on. Yep. The multicolored sweater Tammy was wearing had been pulled up around her neck. Start. Carla started to mouth her breast. Now suck, Paul beseeched. Carla's hair fell over her face and the gold chain Paul had bought her on their first Christmas fell between her hips. Paul had pulled his penis out and changed shots. He's with the camera. He's actually holding the camera. Carla was kneeling between her sister's legs. Paul pushed Carla's head down to her sister's legs and Carla started to perform cunnilingus on her sister. Put your tongue out, he ordered. Probe it. You're not doing it right. What they found out was Tammy was actually menstruating at that point and Carla on the tape seemed very unhappy. I am so. Do it, he said. Lick her cunt. Lick it up. Lick it clean. Lick it clean. Carla. This is fucking terrible. I like, okay, keep going. This is torture for me. He told her to do it again. Carla was becoming increasingly unhappy and distraught. Do it now, quick, quick, right now, right inside. Carla started to do it, pushing her right index finger in and out of her sister. Three fingers right inside. Then he told her to to do exactly the thing she most deployed. Taste it. So at this point, she pulls her fingers out. There's blood all over her fingers. Her sister's menstruating. Taste it. Carla refused. Taste it. Put it in. Taste it. Put it inside your mouth and taste it. I did. Taste it. Inside. Inside. Taste it. Quick. I did. She says. Tastes good. Not bad, eh? She said, no. He asked again. It tastes good, right? Then she looks at the camera and says, fucking disgusting. Does it taste good? Paul was laughing because he thought that was funny that the sister was on uh, was menstruating. Carla had been holding the halothane soaked cloth over her sister's face. Now she went back up to check her breathing and Paul inserted inserted his penis in Tammy's anus. Quote, upper cunt, upper ass. How's that? He said, smiling. All right, so that was the transcript, Jen. This <laughs> over? Wasn't that bad. Holy hell. <laughs> I tried to force myself to black out, but it didn't work. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think we covered the transcript when we covered this no, episode. No, we most days. definitely did not. We, I think we mentioned oh. maybe that they that they raped. I feel her. very queasy. I yeah, I wanted to throw up multiple times, and I wanted to black out. But like, I am appreciative you read it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, because if you made me read it, I don't think I would have made it through. Suddenly, the fun was over. Though Tammy began to vomit, and Carla grabbed Tammy, turned her upside down. Paul began clearing her throat, and then that's why they dragged her into Carla's room. Struggling with her lifeless body, they dropped her. The lighting in the recreation, which makes sense, right? I mean, go back to what they found. They found a, a sanitary napkin in between her legs. That was for the blood, right? right but she didn't have underwear on when they found. No, like, they they took all that off, right? And so I'm saying, like, the police didn't find underwear because they had already taken yeah, it off, and, and they, they didn't want evidence. And they hit it, and then they pulled her pants up. Struggling with her lifeless body, they dropped her. The lighting in the recreation room was on a dimmer switch. They could have just turned it up, but they did not want anyone suddenly coming down and finding Tammy unconscious with her shirt around her head and her pants around her ankles. So that's why it took 15 minutes uh, to... And this is what she ended up looking like. That's her right there. Goodness. That's the sister. No one deserves that. Well, yeah, from your own sister, too. It's fucking terrible, right? Right. Zero. Zero. Negative. Negative the amount of people deserve that. But now Canada's kind of to blame, too, because they... And it was Christmas time. They immediately issued the death certificate as accidental, even though no one could explain the big ass red mark on her face and which became like a thing in the forensic circles in Canada. It was like, what is this? Is this some kind of new thing? You know, no one could explain it. Tammy was the healthiest and bubbliest of all three of her blonde sisters. And Tammy was killed on the 24th, buried on the 27th. The the death certificate already claimed an accident. Many people thought it was rushed. It was said that Paul and Carla had washed all of Tammy's clothes. There were rumors about Paul and Carla freebasing cocaine, which that didn't happen. Everyone believed that Tammy's death was rushed through the emergency room because it was Christmas. Maybe the coroner had been drinking. <sighs> so, and right after this, they found a letter that Carla had wrote to her friend, Debbie. Debbie, oh my God, my life, sister's dead. Letter says, quote, my parents are being assholes. They pulled half of the money out of the wedding saying that they can't afford it. Bullshit. Now, Paul and I have to pay for $7,000 of the $8,000 wedding. So money is a little tight. Fuck my parents. They are being so stupid, only thinking of themselves. My father doesn't even want us to have the wedding anymore. He thinks we should just go to City Hall. Screw that. We're having a good time. If he wants to sit at home and be miserable, he's welcome to. He hasn't worked except for one day since Tammy died. He's wallowing in his own misery and fucking me. End quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm well, sorry. So, okay, this is someone who is not capable of understanding how much money goes into these different life events. Okay, weddings are a time of joy. They cost money, but guess what? So do fucking funerals. You have to pay the 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 uh, the place that well, hosts it. You gonna... have to play. You have to pay the cemetery. You have to pay the funeral home. You have to pay the death coroner. You have to pay all those people. So you think that yeah, he's gonna pull 
pull money out of your wedding ceremony because his youngest child died. Excuse me for for thinking that, oh no, my sister died. Maybe we should put this wedding off. Oh wait, I'm the purpose of her death. Oh yeah, so that's definitely not going to well, happen. My parents are definitely going to pay for my wedding. What the fuck is wrong well, with Well, they you? had a beautiful wedding the reaction, six months though, later. is not someone that is, is struggling with that perhaps is, the Stockholm Syndrome. Correct. That, that is a Someone who's couple. not guilty. Someone who feels no remorse. She got justice, Jen. I mean, she was put in prison. They For had six a, years. They had a beautiful wedding. You can see here they had Suck a... Uh, that. Okay, Jen, I, fuck I, that. I, it's not me. My name is not Carl Bernardo. No, I'm not oh. saying... I didn't say fuck you. I said fuck that. You can see they had a carriage and everything. Look at that. Terrible. <laughs> Yeah, she she thinks she's Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I mean, he is a good looking dude, though. He uh, is. No, no, no. I mean, he's, he's a lost, complete no. fucking psychopath. Let me see. No, he's not that look good looking. Back in the nineties, he's. I think so. Well, you can have your guy crush on him. It's fine. I won't judge you, but I no, don't. No, think- he's a complete fucking psychopath. This is her and him. That's I think when she was seventeen or something. She looks older than seventeen there, but like, like that's not her fault. So how long did it take for them to put two and two together? They were able to go through with the wedding and all but yeah the wedding took a oh no it so this was the first murder that they both did there were two others oh that's murders. right yeah so the next one they were like all right let's not screw this one up let's not kill her they actually raped a lot of of women together by she would find them like at you know her job or walking in or just befriending them at a bar they would bring them home she would sedate them with drugs and housing and stuff like that and then she would like literally wake up in her own apartment like they would rape her, get it on video. And two of those were them dying. They never wanted to kill anyone. Mm, I have an idea for a title. Okay, Jen. What you got? Do you want me to say it now or after? I don't care. Say it now. Barbie's Dream Murder. Like Barbie's Dream House. Mm. Mm. Uh, Wolfie had a good one. Barbie behind bars. Well, she's not behind bars. Mm. Or behind bars Barbie. Sorry, that was a... Let me, let me see the exact date that she... So she's going by a different name now. And... She she looks terrible now. You know what? I don't care what she looks like. I thought she didn't she change her name? Yeah. That's her, what he just said. Her name now is Le Leanne Teal for Dallas. For Dallas. She uh Berdella? let's see. Um, Bob Huh? It sounds like Bob Bernella. All right. So she struck a plea bargain with her lawyer and she would testify against Bernardo in exchange for 12 years in prison. So she went in prison in 1993 and she got out in 2005. So pretty good. 11 years, 12 years. Not terrible. Isn't she the one who administered the halcyon drug? Yeah, that was I mean, her it's job. Not, it was more than one murder, yeah. more than one assault. Yeah, like, it was three murders. And the other yeah, one Yeah, I'm going to say that's not good enough, but we've already talked about this. It's Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. Oh, no, man. Fuck. And and Ken, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He I actually, ho- actually, there's news about him. He just got transferred to a medium security prison just literally two days ago because it came out of the news that his transfer went went exceedingly well. So they transferred from one prison to the next, but it's, you know, kind of a medium. He, his thing was he could parole in 25 years when he got arrested, but it seems like he'll never get out. Good. Uh, yeah, I would hope not. Yeah. Hope he rots. So that's it. Barbie revisit. Barbie. All right. That was a long one. Wow. Um, thanks. Thanks for that. Do you want to do another one or? Yeah. Yeah. We've got to. Okay. Well, we're going to do another one for the Supremos. Okay. If you guys want to be on there, just check your thing. Yeah. Okay. So if Barbie. Barbenheimer. If Barbie's proportions, if she was a real person. Would not be. Her proportions would not be like that. Well, it could. 
could be, but she would be forced to walk on all fours and she would not be able to menstruate like a regular woman mm, because be she nice. doesn't have enough body fat. Her body is so thin. It's about the size of a dog collar and she could only fit one liver and three inches of her intestines. That's all she could fit in that body. Dang. In that hot, tight body. Well, that's why those proportions are not realistic. All right. Anyway, right. we'll be back for the Supremos. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're new here, thanks for listening. Talk murder. Talk murder.com for some photos and stuff and we're on any podcasting app so be sure to check us out that's all i got until next time good night you lovely lovely people kind of run this shit